Fact or fiction, truth or fairy tale, we all have a story to tell. Welcome to Storyteller Station, dedicated to sharing stories for all who love to hear them and encouraging others to tell their stories with the belief in the power of story to change a person and ultimately change the world. I'm Sarah Fenland Falk, independent author, boy mom, entrepreneur, and your host on the Storyteller Station podcast. Welcome back to Storyteller Station, friends. I'm so glad you're here, and I hope that whenever and wherever you are listening to this, it is a beautiful day in your neighborhood. It is a lovely Christmas Eve here in Kankakee, Illinois. It's 50 degrees, y'all. We had a blizzard for Halloween, but we are enjoying 50-degree weather for Christmas. Go figure. Anyway, um, so today I wanted to finish up Mistletoe Mayhem for you. It's a short story I wrote. Actually, my pen name, Sarah J. Peters, um, my, my romantic side, she wrote Mistletoe Mayhem. And I've talked with you a little bit about the process of choosing a pen name. I've talked to you a little bit about um, just some other things about writing, that writing is such a process and it's not a, you sit down, you write it, and you're done. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of thought. It's a lot of time. And and today, what I want to talk to you about is actually audio, like recording yourself and I was practicing for today because I, I can't just, even though I'm very familiar with what I write, I can't just sit down and and just record it. I have to practice, practice it. And so at the end, well, I don't want to give too much away, but as you might imagine in romance, there might be a, a kiss or something. And when I was reading the kiss scene... I found myself just a little uh, embarrassed. It, it was just interesting. Like I, I thought, wow, so I'm going to read this out loud and then other people are going to hear it and they're going to be thinking about kissing. And I don't know, it's just like something so intimate. And here I am not only writing about it and then I'm talking about it and and realizing that that other people are going to be thinking about it. I don't know. It was just a really interesting process, but it's so sweet. Like I, I like the romance, that romance style where there's some substance to it, where it's not just all about the physical, but there can be a kiss in sweet romance. And so this is definitely sweet romance as far as I'm concerned. So I hope that you enjoy the final episode of Mistletoe Mayhem. The day of the fundraiser, I realized I had a real problem. I could not stop obsessing over what to wear. It's not as if anyone's coming to this thing to kiss me, I thought. So why am I making such a big deal out of this? Why do I even care? I thought about calling Taylor to see what she was wearing, but didn't want her to know I was overthinking it, so I stayed radio silent, isolating myself to my room for the majority of the day. 
By lunchtime, I realized I needed something to eat, and so I went and ate. I was happy to find that the house was empty. And when I went back to my room, I forced myself to decide what to wear for the evening. I chose a cream-colored sweater with a feathery fringe at the neck that gave it a very snowy, wintry look. And it was long enough to cover my butt so that I would be able to wear my favorite black leggings. To finish it off, I pulled on my favorite black knee-high boots. If I was going to do something as extremely uncomfortable as kiss half of the men in the county, then I was going to be sure that I felt comfortable in whatever I was wearing. And I did feel comfortable. I also realized that if I were to do this all out, that I should probably wear makeup. Unfortunately, I found I was out of my favorite eyeliner. Yes, I had planned to wear eyeliner. I hopped in my parents' Honda and drove to the nearest drugstore. I didn't need anything fancy, just some plain black eyeliner would be fine. It was rare for me to spend over $5 on any cosmetic item, so the drugstore worked perfectly for me. I parked the car and hurried to the door. Coming out as I was preparing to go in, I walked straight into Veronica Bell. Oh, <laughs> she laughed, stepping away from me. Well, hello, Bryn. Hi, Veronica. What are you up to? She asked as sweetly as if we had been friends forever, which we most certainly had not ever been. Just getting ready for Christmas, I guess, I said, guarding my true plans. You? I added in an attempt to sound polite. I'm heading over to Matthew's house, she said. She didn't have to clarify that it was Matthew Mason she was speaking of. They had been a long-time item in high school. She was a cheerleader, he was a jock, yada, yada, yada. It was an age-old story. Oh, have fun, I said, starting to walk away from her. She yelled after me, Oh, I will. I'll tell him you said hi. With her still speaking to the back of my head, I rolled my eyes. Great. Now I would spend my evening trying not to think about what a night at Matthew's house might be like for Veronica. Gah. After purchasing what I'd come for and running to the bathroom because I was nervous already, I drove home and started applying the makeup. It took longer than the usual 15, but I was happy with the results. I've never been very good at applying makeup, as I've said before, but I was happy with the smoky eye effect I was able to create for this event. I grabbed my phone and pointed it toward my face. Without a smile, I took a picture and texted it to Taylor. To finish, I smoothed down my short brown hair, brushed my teeth, then reapplied the lip gloss, and went to the bathroom time and time again. I didn't understand why, but every time I thought about how embarrassed or how nervous I was, I had to pee. I kept looking at the phone to see if Taylor had responded. She never did. I thought that was weird, but decided she'd see my face soon enough. Before I was able to attempt to become comfortable with the idea, it was time to go. I left the confines and comfort of my room and went out to the kitchen for a granola bar and glass of water. Wow, Drake said with his mouth full of what looked like roast beef sandwich. You look great. Yep, roast beef. Thanks, I said as unenthusiastically as I could. I didn't have to try. Well, 
I'm out out of my mind for agreeing to do this, I thought. I waved goodbye to my beef-eating brother and headed out the door. The parking lot of the mall was full, but that wasn't a surprise. Christmas season always brought out the droves, but of course, in my anxious mind, every single vehicle was here for the Hurricane Relief Fundraiser, aka the death of my pride, dignity, and lips. I kept reminding myself it was for a good cause and that I loved Taylor so much that it would be no big deal. Taylor would do anything for me, I kept reminding myself. I willed myself out of the car and headed into the mall. It was very busy and beautifully decorated for Christmas. I took a deep breath. I love Christmas. And I love Christmas lights, decorations, fake snow, all the accoutrements. I felt the setting somehow made all of this a little more palatable as I reconsidered what it was I was about to do. Then I turned the corner. Had all 150 of the men from our graduating class showed up for this thing? I could not believe what I was seeing. But it wasn't just men our age. It seemed like every man from the county had showed up in hopes of giving Taylor a Christmas kiss. Typical, I thought, rolling my eyes and turning my back to the growing crowd. I hurried to the office, found the signs we had left there, then headed out to set them up where Taylor and I had already decided they should go. Then I went behind the booth that was already set up on the stage in the center of the mall, looking for Taylor. Bryn, Taylor said with a weird look on her face as she approached me. I noticed her face was a little pale, maybe even a little green. Oh no. She reached a hand toward me and held her stomach with the other. I don't feel so good, she said. Before I could respond, she ran to the nearest garbage can and threw up in it. It was loud, and I could smell it. A few of the men closest to the mistletoe booth looked our way. I just shrugged and smiled. When they kept staring, I raised my eyebrows, nodded, and pointed to the booth, giving them a thumbs up. Just because the girl puked didn't mean she wouldn't be up for the event. I mean, she had been so ready for this. You have to do it, Taylor spat from the garbage can she was now hugging. What? I cried, shaking my head. I couldn't stop shaking my head. No. No way was I doing something like this all alone. I had had one boyfriend in this high school, and when he tried to French me at a homecoming dance, I had freaked out and pulled away. That alone wouldn't be so bad, but he had kissed me in front of God and everyone, so when I heard my name being spoken in shock over the display, and I had abruptly pulled away, there was a string of spit still connecting he and I. I tried to shrug the shame of the memory off, but the sheer embarrassment and humiliation I felt at the Mason's Christmas party came rushing back to join the shame fest. And that kiss with Matthew had been just a peck, nothing to really be embarrassed about, but I felt it anyway. So, no. No way could I do this by myself. I was counting on Taylor's determination to push me into it and get me through it. No way, I said out loud, in case Taylor had 
any question about where I stood on the matter. You have to, Taylor was crying now. I want to help Daria. She paused to spit into the basket again. Besides, look at all the people. Yeah, look at all the people, I emphasized, sticking my neck out and widening my eyes. I haven't even been kissed that many times on the head by my own mother. I can't kiss that many people in one night on purpose. It's for a good cause, Taylor tried again, groaned, and then sighed. Ugh, you're right. It's too much. Maybe people will just give out of the kindness of their hearts. I nodded, relieved she was finally seeing reason and could understand that this was not something I would be able to do alone. And as if to solidify the fact that she was in no condition to kiss anyone for any reason, Taylor hugged the garbage can and threw up again. Aw, honey, I said, looking back over my shoulder at the gathering. Let's get you comfortable. I'll go out and tell them what we will that we will accept donations, but that you're sick and mistletoe magic won't be happening tonight. Weakly, Taylor nodded her head in agreement. Hey, um, do you want me to call your mom to drive you home? I asked this as I propped Taylor up next to the garbage can in Miss Mitch's office. He had offered for Taylor to rest there, but couldn't be present for any further episodes of illness. He had looked a bit pale when I told him the trouble. He probably wouldn't have been much help if Taylor threw up in his presence, but he was kind enough to offer his quiet office. That's a good idea. Taylor accepted my offer to text her mom, and I did it. She confirmed she was on her way within minutes. I brushed Taylor's hair away from her face. Her forehead was hot, and she looked rough. Okay, sweetie, you just rest here, and I'm going to go back out and break the news to everybody. Taylor nodded. When I left the office, I was surprised to see Mitch leaning against the wall near the door. He stood up straight when he saw me. Is she all right? He asked, concern wrinkling his brow. She'll be fine. She's just really sick. Uh, her mom's coming to get her soon to take her home, so could you help her mom when she gets here? I need to go shut it down out there. Uh, yes, yes, I'll do that, he agreed, and seemed happy to be doing something. I nodded and smiled at him gratefully. I returned to the stage and walked right up to the booth. Looking out at the crowd, I could not believe how many people had come. The town was hurting for entertainment, apparently. I looked under the booth and found a box. In it were two water bottles, a couple tubes of chapstick, paper, pens, and mints. All items Taylor had thought to bring. I had to laugh. She was taking this thing completely seriously. Then I noticed on the side of the box was written, Hurricane Relief Fund. Help Daria rebuild her home and resort. Wow. In that moment, I knew I couldn't let her down. I put the box on the counter and stood to face the crowd. I cleared my throat. <clears throat> the front row heard it and turned to face me, while the majority of people continued to talk and laugh amongst themselves. They seemed to be having a good old time. I cleared my throat again, louder this time, and stepped out from behind the booth. Excuse me, everyone. If I could have your attention, please. 
After a few moments, it seemed that most everyone was looking toward the stage at me. It wasn't comfortable, but it was necessary. Uh, so, um, so sorry to disappoint all of you or many of you, but I looked back over my shoulder as if to be sure Taylor hadn't somehow made a miraculous recovery and returned to the booth. Of course, she was not there. But due to illness, the Mistletoe Magic fundraising event has been canceled. There were some groans of disappointment and some mumbling and texting to reorganize schedules and make other plans. Still others stood still, as if waiting. Taylor is very sick and will not be able to follow through with the event, I explained to make the situation very clear. There were more groans, and someone yelled, What about you? Which drew some guffaws and such. I ignored it and went on, picking the box up and holding it above my head. This box is for donations. Hurricane relief is a cause very near to Taylor's heart and mine, and we would be so grateful to you if you would donate out of the goodness of your hearts. I'll leave it here on the counter. I set it back on the booth. It seemed like there was still some confusion, so I drove the point home. No kissing booth tonight, but have a very Merry Christmas, and thank you in advance for any donations toward Florida Hurricane Relief. I turned my back to the group, but first noticed some of the men had already walked away. Good, they had gotten the message. As I emptied the contents of the box so it was free to receive donations, many of the men came up and deposited ten, twenty, even fifty-dollar bills. I thanked them each in turn. Some of the men I recognized from school, church, or various businesses throughout the town, but there were plenty of people there I had never seen before. There were many well wishes and Merry Christmases. It truly warmed my heart and put my nerves at ease. I realized that perhaps some people were here just to give for a good cause. After filling a bag with all of the booth's contents, I worked to gather up all the signs I had placed not that long before. I realized for the first time that Taylor had set out a bunch of long stem roses with dark green leaves all along the edge of the stage. I hopped down and gathered them up, careful to avoid the thorns. They smelled so sweet. I took a deep breath of the scent and got lost in the aroma. I was so lost that I did not notice the crowd had dissipated except for one man left standing behind me. He cleared his throat, and I whipped around to face, Matthew! Hi, he said nonchalantly. Hi, I said, feeling the color rise in my cheeks. This was awkward, especially since... Here he was, and the event was canceled. Um, the event was canceled, and he was supposed to be at his house with Veronica, but... Wait. Uh, the event is canceled, I explained, putting the roses on the edge of the stage. Um, sorry you made the trip for nothing. Not for nothing, he said. I tilted my head questioningly. I came because I think we have some unfinished business. His voice trailed off, and a half-smile tugged at the corner of one side of his mouth. He couldn't mean what I thought he meant. I would not allow myself to think that. 
So I resorted to chatting, <laughs> avoiding his last comment. Well, uh, the booth is closed and I'm wrapping it up here. Taylor is so sick, but I think we raised some money even though no one got the kiss they were hoping for tonight. He laughed a little laugh and said, huh, I bet. I shrugged and gave him a half smile in return. Anyway, I'm about done here. Thanks for stopping by. He stood, waiting. Waiting for what, I wasn't sure. He stepped forward and took one of my hands, forcing me to stop packing up the box I was working to fill. I stood up and looked at him. He was staring at me intently, still holding my hand with one of his. He reached into his back pocket with his free hand and brought something out. I laughed in disbelief. What? A smile spread across his face. That's right, Bryn. You left me hanging the other night. I shook my head, again unable to understand what was happening. He lifted his hand above our heads, gripping tightly to the piece of mistletoe he held between his thumb and pointer finger. You left me, he repeated, and we weren't finished. The smile left my face. This was uh, intense, dreamy. I could tell my breathing was more rapid, and I tried to calm it. Was this happening right now? Is this happening right now? I asked him. He let go of my hand and put his arm around my waist, pulling me closer. He was warm and he smelled so good. With a smile, he nodded his response, and before I knew what was really happening, he lowered his head to be close to me and kissed my forehead. No way. No way. Then a kiss on my cheek. His hair tickled my nose and I laughed. He pulled away and looked at me, confused. Your hair, I tried to explain and pointed at my nose, but that didn't matter. I put a hand behind his neck and pulled his face back toward me, bringing his lips down on mine. He dropped the mistletoe and held me with both arms in a full embrace. This kiss, these kisses, weren't for a chanting crowd or for charity. This kiss under the mistletoe was only for us, and it was perfect. The end. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed Mistletoe Mayhem. I had so much fun writing it. And if you have any thoughts or comments on the story or on the pen name, Sarah J. Peters, if you have any requests for maybe another reading, I would love to hear from you. You can find me at sarahfenlandfalk.com. I'm at sarahfenlandfalk on Instagram and Facebook. You could also join Storyteller Nation, my Facebook page for creatives. Lo would love to see you there. Would love to kind of get some more conversations going there as well. That would be really fun. So, please feel free to contact me. In the meantime, I hope that you have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I will not be um, releasing a podcast episode next week, but will be happy to chat with you again in 2020. All right, blessings to you all. Talk soon. <laughs>